1: Here's your host, John Chapman.
0: What is going on, faithful? I come to you on Christmas Eve morning. Uh, I would say bright and early, but it's actually earlier than that. The only way that I could get by with recording without upsetting the wifey on during the holidays is to get up before she even got awake. So I apologize for this not being a live episode. It is 4:30 in the morning, Christmas Eve. But I just had to talk some football. And so this might be a little bit quicker episode than normal. And again, it's not live. So I apologize for the countdown crew. But all countdown crew entries in the comment section will still qualify. I just had to get on here and talk some football. I even got my ugly Christmas sweater, which just does not go well with the 49ers colors and these off tone <laughs> headphones. But there's some 49ers news and I wanted to be able to break that stuff down. We're going to be going over some draft talk, some salary cap items for the future. We have Robert Sala, who had a press conference yesterday as well, and I'd like to hear from him on just a couple key issues, but we have to start off. We have a game this Saturday. It's Not only is it a short week, it's Christmas week, uh, (laughs) and the injuries are aplenty and all those things, so let's start off talking about some injuries because it's not looking good on the defensive side. Uh, two key members of our secondary are out. Jimmy Ward, who has had a resurgence since they put Marcel Harris in the lineup and allowed Jimmy Ward to play more till it's the line of scrimmage. He's been great. He's still in concussion protocol. Um, he is still out. I doubt that he will be playing. There's a small possibility. Jimmy Ward is one of those players that if he does get cleared the day of the game, he will not be on a stat count limit. Um, but we don't know if that's going to happen, which means you've got Marcel Harris playing out of position. He will be one of the guys taking safety snaps. That's not positive whatsoever. Um, and again, whatever you're playing against you a team with you know the likes of DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, Kyler Murray, that doesn't help things at all. On top of that, Richard Sherman, also a major question mark. He has had a lot of calf issues on the same leg that he had the Achilles tear, um, that he had missed all those games earlier this year. He's a huge question mark. They're being pretty mum on this, but my guess is, with the 49ers being out of the playoffs, I doubt he goes. Um, you know, he's playing for a contract and all those things, and that dude has just put his body on the line for the 49ers so many times. Um, personally, I really hope that we don't see Richard Sherman again. Um I don't think he's going to be playing with the 49ers long-term. He's even said it's going to take more than a miracle for that to happen. Um, but there were two key players that Robert Sala was asked about and how they're doing. Nick Bosa, man, we haven't heard that name in a while, and D Ford. Now, pay attention to the contrasting way our defensive coordinator, soon-to-be head coach um, – talked about these two players and it tells a lot here we go here's robert solid talking about nick bosa's recovery and d e ford even having one here we go
1: um nick is in great spirits um you know he's working his tail off uh uh trying to trying to get through and get his leg back uh get his uh strength back and all that stuff and um he has he feels great uh and then d we see him he's he's here so you know we see him every day and uh, you know he's working through his stuff and um uh not exactly sure where, where he is uh with regards to everything but um but he's in great spirits both of them are in great spirits and, and working through their their elements and trying to get better every day so um you know love that d Ford's around because he does have an amazing smile and a uh and he's a hell of a personality so we enjoy his joy's presence and then obviously nick we we miss his presence being around the building he's you know one of those lovable guys so
0: it's pretty funny. um, Maybe not in a good way, but whatever. He talks about Nick Bosa. Let's talk about that first, the good. Oh, Nick's great. He's working his butt off. He's doing everything he has to do to get back. and We see him up here all the time. It's great. Now, the timeline for a torn ACL is usually nine months. And again, that timeline is getting better and better and better, Um, if your name is not Robert Blair, unfortunately, uh, who had all those complications with his surgery. But... Bosa's doing great. You know, he's posting workout um, stuff on his IG and all those different things. He's looking great. So if you look at the nine-month timeline from when Nick Bosa tore his ACL in the terrible MetLife Stadium, that was September 20th. Man, talk about time. That was was a long time ago. We have all aged. It was only three months ago. I feel like we have aged years uh, since the freaking week two game versus the Jets. But that nine-month timeline, Puts him in June, June. So you're talking about man. Imagine this. Maybe the NFL has OTAs this year. Uh, <laughs> we did have them in 2020. Maybe we will for 2021. I hope we do. Um, that's going to put him pretty dang close to showing up for OTAs, fully cleared, ready to go. Now, obviously, you're going to ease Nick Bosa back in, but this is going to allow him an off season and training camp to be fully ready, fully to go. Uh, he's not going to be hindered. Again, if all things stay the course that they currently are, Nick Bosa is going to be back, and he's going to be as good as ever. Super excited, perfect time for training camp, all those things. Now, flip side of the coin. When asked about D. Ford, he said, D. Ford is, quote, here. (laughs) There are certain contractual obligations you have to do if you are on IR. Um, If you don't show up, you don't get paid. And then he went on to say, quote, I'm not sh- sure where Ford is regarding coming back. Ugh. That's not good. Ford is done, guys. Um, D u n. His season is his season's over. Obviously, his career's done. I, I just don't see it. Maybe he takes a year off and then comes back. But even then, his age, his injury history, back, neck, hamstring, knee—you go on and on. D Ford's done. It's over. Now, the salary cap implications of that are huge. They're tremendous. The 49ers have two options, and this is kind of a Parag special because anytime he restructures a deal, he gives himself two outs. One of them is a rip-the-band-aid-off approach, and the other one is to spread it out over two years, the pain. If we decide to cut, and again, if we cut D4 next year, which I don't think is going to happen, or if he retires, which I do think will happen, the salary cap implications are the exact same. When a player retires, all the dead money on that contract are used that year. okay? Um, and whatever is non-guaranteed, no team has to pay anymore. So financially speaking, a cut and a retirement for D. Ford, the same cap implications for the 49ers. Now, the 49ers, again, these two options. Number one, you can cut him or he could retire before June 1st. If that happens, the 49ers would save $6.4 million cap space. That's a big little chunk. Now, if you wait until after June 1st, which is going to frustrate a lot of 49ers fans because we want to move on. We want, you know, as soon as the offseason ends, we want to cut D. Ford or him retire. I don't think that's going to happen. Now, he could retire, and we can make him a post-June 1st um, retiree, and he could wait to fill out his paperwork and all that stuff. You do the press conference and all that stuff beforehand. Hopefully, that's what happens. But if he is a post-6-1 cut or retiree, you get $16,000,000 16, cap space 2021. That's a lot of money um and so let's let's update our cap situation and let's look at this the 49ers currently are set to have 21.6 million dollars in cap space in 2021 we're 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 looking to the future now 2020 sucks uh, this one more week baby one more week uh hopefully next year will be a little bit better it can't be worse i say that not trying to challenge you out there but again the 49ers have 21.6 million dollars cap space next year that puts them right at the league average. They are currently 17th out of 32 teams in the NFL in cap space. Now, if that stay, and again, that's a projection of only 160, uh, $176 million cap space for the NFL. I don't think that number is going to be there. The NFL CBA, when COVID and all these things happened, said this is the floor of the salary cap, 176. It can't go lower than that. I think it's going to be higher. I really, really do. The TV ratings have been nuts. The streaming services, everybody's fighting for them. They're negotiating new TV deals as we speak. I mean, you got people like Nickelodeon trying to get in there um, and successfully having to do that. So I think that number is going to be higher. If I had to guess, this is a Chapman guest special, throw this for whatever you want. I think it's going to be right at 189 million, which would add 13 million to um, you know, what what is projected. That's what I, I think it's going to be right around 190 they could spread it out over the course of the next five to six years, which I think they're going to do. So I think those TV contracts are going to come in this offseason. I think they're going to bump up that salary cap, which every team in the NFL wants. Nobody wants a lower cap, not the players, um, not the coaches, not the GMs. The only people that want a lower cap number are the NFL owners. So hopefully those 32, well, I guess 31 if you count in Green Bay, Don't get their way. Uh, The fans want more. The teams want more. The players want more. Give the people what they want. So now let's add in that D Ford 16 million. That brings the cap room for the 49ers to 37.6 million. Now we're cooking. Now we got some money. Now we're talking Trent Williams. Now we're talking extend Fred Warner. Now we're talking, man, you might be able to bring some of these guys, all these free agents, Kyle Juszczyk, Right? Uh, you could bring some of these guys back, which we want to see. And if that happens to $37.6 million, that puts the 49ers at eighth best cap space in the NFL. Remember, I know we remember this part. We're a year away. Not really. We're we're 10 months away from playing in the Super Bowl. That roster is pretty much returning. Have we lost some guys? Yes. Are we going to lose some guys? Yes. But those key pieces, most of them are coming back now it, we don't even have to stop there we can keep going baby I'm, I'm just freaking slashing prices out here like a used car dealership commercial western richburg my qualms with western richburg he's been great he hasn't been healthy one day since we brought him over on one of the biggest contracts uh for a center i think he is gone again let's look at him post 6-1 cut Um, would bring $8.3 million cap space next year. That's Weston Richburg if we decide to move on. If you want to bet that maybe Weston will be healthy in 2021, good Lord. Um, (laughs) I got some stuff I want to sell you, baby. It's not snake oil, which he needs. (laughs) Got some oceanfront property in Arizona, baby. Um, Anyway. That would so if we add D Ford sixteen million Western Richburgs eight point three million now you're up to forty five point nine million almost forty six you're you're top seven on cap space just on those two moves simple moves that's not even restructuring that's not anything else that's just two guys that are taking up such a big cap now a big reason and again we were struggling for the longest time because of Quan Alexander's deal I I. I still believe that that move to trade Quan Alexander for a fifth rounder, gosh, whew. Th- that was one of the best moves Frog morante has made since he's been around, and he's made a lot of good ones. I don't know how they finesse that cap and wiggle room to get that deal done. And again, Quan's uh, not playing well uh, for uh, the Saints. Uh, he's he's not playing well at all. I. I guarantee you they regret that deal so bad right now. They're going to regret it even more. Um, If Sean Payton returns, I doubt he does. I think there's a small chance he moves on, but whatever. Anyway, so that's a little cap talk. Now let's talk quarterbacks because a lot of the questions that I'm getting on Twitter and email are mostly about Josh Rosen. We've got this new exciting toy that, you know, had a lot of national prestige, first round pick, California kid, all those things. We've got to taper our expectations. And what I mean by that is, not saying that Josh Rosen won't be good or whatever. I'm saying we're not going to see him. Uh, I like Josh Rosen. I wish we would see him in week 17. Uh, Throw him out there to the wolves. Let's see what he's got. That's not Kyle Zemo. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo has activated his 21-day practice window. He's out there at practice. 0% chance he plays this week or next week. You're not seeing Jimmy Garoppolo out there. The plan is to get T.J. Beathard... All of the snaps. That's it. That's all that this is. Um, Now, again, keep in mind how bad Nick Mullins was week in and week out, turnovers, 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 and how not once did Kyle Shanahan flinch at putting in C.J. Bethard. So to expect (laughs) Kyle Shanahan to then, when C.J.'s out there, say, you know what, you're on a short leash. We've got this new kid we want to see. That's just not Kyle Shanahan's M.O., Uh, The loyalty, the Shanahan loyalty program. Um, ah, man, it's a curse. The only way that we are going to get to see Josh Rosen at quarterback taking snaps during game time is an injury, and nobody wants that. CJ is incredible. Uh, the guy has been through living hell on and off the field for the past year. I'm excited to see him play. Um, also, the possibility of George Kittle's return, which I think he will suit up, which bothers me, but that's okay. Um, I love the fact, you know, CJ and Kittle, college roommates, close friends, get to go out together. I think that's going to be an awesome. Um, And basically what this is with Josh Rosen and why you should have hope is this is somewhat of an audition, not on the game field, but on the practice field. Can Josh Rosen pick up Kyle Shanahan's system in a way and practice in a way that gives him hope to be brought back for 2021? A little bit of a question mark. In that quarterback room for 2021 – It's a mess. (laughs) Let's be honest. Um, Half of the fan base has lost faith in Jimmy Garoppolo because of injuries or turnovers or not throwing the ball deep, whatever, fill in the blank. Could you imagine a scenario? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) What if I'm laughing as I say this? What if the 2021 49ers quarterback room was Jimmy Garoppolo, CJ Beathard, and Josh Rosen? Those are your three quarterbacks. Oh, my gosh. Man, some people would be hot. Uh, obviously Nick Mullins isn't going to be playing in 2021 with that elbow injury. If he does have Tommy John surgery, that's almost a full year plus um, getting back. Josh Johnson's still on COVID. Uh, we don't know when he's going to be cleared for that. So you're going to see mostly CJ the next two weeks, even if he bombs. But again, the only way you're going to see Josh Rosen is if there's an injury. Um, but I, for one, I want to see him not this week, you know, it, four days of practice on a short week. Definitely not ideal to step into NFL game action with all new teammates. But you give him a full week of practice, maybe against a crappy Seattle Seahawks defense, I'd be okay with that. Now, we talked a little bit about the secondary earlier with Jimmy Ward and um, Sherman out. Akello Witherspoon came out and freaking played his best game as a pro. Now, (laughs) make no mistake, am I an Akello Witherspoon fan? Hell no, I'm not. Um, and I, we're going to talk about that a little bit, but before we do, I wanted to give Robert Sala, defensive coordinator, just a shot to talk about Akello and where he is and his quote unquote headspace.
1: You no, know, um, with Akello, uh, it was probably one of his better games that he's had since he's been here. Um, he he played he played very well. Uh, his press technique was awesome. His uh his man coverage stuff was was on point. Um, you know, last year. I can't speak for him with regards to the whole, for, for, with regards to headspace and all that stuff. I, I do know that last year, during OTAs, training camp, in the first three weeks of the season, he was playing at such a high level. And then he got hurt. Um, things didn't go his way when he uh, his way when he came back, and um, and then uh, training camp just didn't go the way he wanted it to. And and sometimes that happens. But credit to him and the work that he's put in for the last eight weeks uh taking advantage of every day that he's been in this building and uh the way he's been working he hasn't been pouting. a lot of guys can go in the tank um and credit to him and his uh his attitude and his his effort not only on the field but in the weight room and uh uh, to get himself stronger and to take advantage of all these days and eating right and doing all the different little details scout team reps uh going against all those all those receivers and doing everything he can so um uh for him it wasn't a fluke uh what he showed on sunday and now, hopefully, he's, he has a chance to stack him up and, and continue to uh, finish, finish the season strong. You, you, you can pick up a couple things in there. Um,
0: and, and again, you have to give it to Akello. He played awesome. Now, why is he playing well? Obviously, he's finally healthy. That's very important for Akello. If he has any issues with health whatsoever, he's not a good football player. Also, confidence. That's great that he has confidence now. He's the most emotionally fragile player um, the 49ers have on their roster. One bad play always compounds into several bad plays. The trick is never let that bad play get started, and you're fine. Also, third thing, most important, his technique, he's turning around and playing the ball whenever he's in phases of corner, something we have never seen him do. Um, very small adjustment, but I'm glad that he made that. Now, you did hear Robert Sala say, man, for the past eight weeks, let's do a little subtraction. You go back 8 weeks. What's that bring you to? The Miami football game. The Miami football game. Um probably the low point of the season, if not the injuries just getting freaking boat raced by Ryan Fitzpatrick's beard. Um that was frustrating. And all of that was on Akella Witherspoon. Now why was that on Akella Witherspoon? Um, because he practiced all week, and I've said this, I'm going to continue saying this. This is why I don't think Akello is brought back next year. I sure as hell would not want him on my football team. He might be a great dude, great individual. I'm not trying to bash his character or whatever. But whenever you practice all week, you take every single rep with the ones, and then the night before, I, I'm going to tell this story 100 times over because it matters. The night before, <laughs> you say, "Ah, oh, I don't think I could go. I'm just not feeling it. All right, that's fine. Still, to that point in the story, you're okay. All right, we'll call the next man up. If you're not healthy, you can't go. You've had a history of not being able to play um, unless you were perfect. Awesome. It sucks that, you know, we couldn't get other people reps with the ones. That's fine. You're done. So we call up whomever. I don't even want to say his name. He gets toasted, you know, I think eight deep plays in a row, and Robert Sala never rolled a safety over to help him out and didn't do anything, just completely burned this guy because whatever, it's just bad coaching job on that game. And then Akello comes off the pitch and says, you know what, coach, I think I can go. What? <laughs> what? Look at the scoreboard. Now you can go? Yesterday, no. Now you think you can after a half? Oh, I, I'm shocked he's still on the team personally. And I understand the talent. You spent the third round pick on him, all those things. Way too fragile emotionally, mentally. And you can't. Certain positions in the NFL, you can't do that. Quarterback, obviously, you cannot. Um, Cornerback, you cannot. Wide receiver, you can't. And safety, you can't. It's almost like if you take away the quarterback position, the further away from the ball, the more up here matters. Um, It's just what it is. That's why a lot of corners, you know, you could talk about like, Jalen Ramsey, or you know, whatever. It, they are head cases because you have to be. You have to be convinced you're the best. Play in and play out. Uh, you know, back when we were personneling and we were trying to determine who's a wide receiver or who's a corner. Um, coaching wise, it, everybody wants to be wide receiver, but that dog mentality, and when, that's what we would say. Who's who's the dog, coach? Who's the dog? The dog mentality. You're going to put on the defensive side. Because you've got to be a little loco up here. And I don't think many people that have played corner um, would disagree with that. I mean, look at Sherman. He's the classic example of that. You've got to have that mentality of, I don't care what happened. I'm still the best. I'm going to get this next one. That's the idea. Akello doesn't have that. He can't have that. He has shown he can't. uh, Ready to move on. Will he start the last two weeks? Probably. Um, Especially with Emmanuel Mosley, not fully healthy. But... You know, you're probably going to have Jason Verrett and Emmanuel or and Witherspoon out there this week. Not ideal against DeAndre Hopkins. Um, We'll see what happens there. Now, mobile quarterbacks. This was another question. It's been a while since we played a quote unquote mobile quarterback. You know, we played against Josh Allen, but he didn't run against us really at all. He just beat us through the air. Well, now you're going against Kyler Murray. Go back to week one, he shredded this defense. Robert Sala was asked, what is the difference between this defense week one and all the way up to week 16 going against mobile quarterbacks?
1: Well, these, these mobile quarterbacks, they, they are a challenge. I think they're a challenge for everybody. Um, you know, we've, we've had some opportunities to go against some, uh, some guys obviously throughout the year and uh, you know, the QB run game. Uh, we feel really good about our, our scheme and, and how we defend the quarterback run game. I uh, don't think, uh, quarter Kyler, especially uh, in that first week, that wasn't as, uh, uh, it was still a challenge, a tremendous challenge to try to keep that in check. But quarterback scramble, we um, I feel like our guys have, are really starting to understand uh, what we're asking out of them, um, especially with uh, Kerry and Deion Jordan and, and the two interior guys and in their dump situations and pass rush and understanding rush lanes and understanding the discipline of keeping quarterbacks in the pocket and not making it easy for them to just exit out if that makes sense so uh, this will be the ultimate challenge obviously with with kyler he's one of the best in the world with regards to getting out of the pocket and uh extending plays and, and getting first downs with his feet so uh, i guess sunday will will tell us everything we need to know about how far we've come you know so
0: did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks you can turn ten dollars into a thousand
2: dot com and check out noom's first ever cookbook the noom kitchen for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living available to buy now wherever books are sold
0: there you go we're gonna find out sunday now i can't say this i do have much more hope for the 49ers containing a mobile quarterback now than i have uh through the first probably 10 weeks of the season. And unfortunately it's kind of an addition by subtraction thing. I mentioned him early. Quan Alexander, who's awesome and amazing at so many things, better than almost every other linebacker. His worst tendency, however, is against mobile quarterback. Chukwoski Tart. Great great safety. I wish we had him this week. I really, really do. Where was his biggest weakness? Mobile quarterbacks. Gap integrity. Those two guys never had those two things ever. They just really didn't. Um are they I'm not They're bad players. They're great players. I wish both of them were on the field this week. But the positive is their lack of contain on the outside, which has been since they've been here, that's gone now. And so what you're doing is you're putting Dre Greenlaw, one of your best space defenders, in that same position as one of your worst. Even Marcel Harris, who is not a free safety. He's not a strong safety. But if you're putting Marcel Harris in the box to contain a mobile quarterback, that is his specialty. So you're seeing an increase from those two things. You go back and watch that Eagles game versus the Saints. Woo! Uh, (laughs) Jalen Hurd, he made his future eating Quan Alexander's lunch um, on the edge. Um, So anyway, take that for what you will. Now, this Christmas, oh, I've got a betting special for you. Real quick word from our sponsor, MyBookie. Here we go every sports fan knows it's not about how you start the season it's about how you finish and my bookie 2020 finishes strong with nfl college football and the return of nba action sign up today to receive a halfway deposit match up to one thousand dollars and while you're at it ring in the holidays with six days of giveaways you heard it here first from december 21st all the way up to december 26th my bookies hooking players up with free bets free casino chips and Free blackjack tournaments with huge cash prizes. And it's all week long. To get in the action, it's simple. Sign up, make your first deposit, and enter the promo code 49ers49ERS 49ERS, to claim your bonus and start taking advantage of all these freebies. Head over to MyBookie to discover this year's batch of fun on-site promotions and win big with six days giveaway this holiday season. Bet with the best. Bet with my bookie. All right, I love it. Um, so my Christmas Day special bet this week is the Saints minus seven versus the Vikings, but I'm buying points. I bought two and a half points. Again, Kirk Cousins can't play well in primetime. Just remember that. Just remember. He's going to have two good quarters. That's fine. It's going to be close. But Kirk Cousins, when, he's got a Kirk Cousins. <laughs> so I bought two and a half points. So I'm taking the Saints minus four and a half points um, against the Vikings. I just think, man, Yeah, I've made so much money off Kirk Cousins. That's just what it's going to be. Bet 10 to win 16. That's what we're doing for our bet there. Now, let's get into some draft talk. I am full on draft mode. I don't know if you guys have paid attention to that yet, but um, I'm draft mode. And I've assembled some of the 49ers rush beasts, man. You know, I asked for some help, and I love it. We've got about seven studs out there working, um, compiling some data, getting some stuff together. We already got 12 pages um written on our draft book now again if you are not familiar um and we've already started our draft breakdowns on patreon as well this is the time if you if you've one of those guys that's like ah haven't really done the patreon thing don't really know much about it it's time now i'm telling you right now you want the best draft coverage nobody else is doing this uh we're, we're the first draft breakdowns we uh did a zach wilson breakdown yesterday for 30 plus minutes um just one edition of a draft breakdown on Zach Wilson. We're going to be going through the top prospects at every position, um, talking all kinds of film, coaches film and all that stuff. Can't wait for uh, the scouts to release their film. I'll be having the all 22 in end zone eventually, probably about a month out from that. They usually wait till right after bowl season. So that's coming out on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com, 49ers Rush Podcast, and join us there. Now, the draft book, once it's finished, that's available. To all the Patreon subscribers. No additional fee whatsoever. Um, All my draft friends hate me that I do this. Because they charge, you know, 25, 30 bucks. And, you know, I'm part of a couple different chats where we brainstorm how we're going to do everything this year. And I put in there, oh, I just released it on my Patreon. They're like, oh, how much do you charge? It's like, I don't charge anything extra. Just put it up there. If they support the podcast, they get everything I do. And they're like, dude, how are we supposed to sell our stuff if you're giving it away like this? Um... I'm I, Sorry, i'm an a-hole uh, <laughs> uh, if you've been talking to my wife, she'll tell you I'm, I'm sorry. I'm an a-hole. It's just what it is but Let's look at the first round currently the 49ers are picking 12th if the season ended now I think that spot will improve some I think the highest the 49ers can climb if they lose out. is probably eight Um, I think if they win a game I, I think 14 is about as high as uh, low as they could go depending on how you look at it. so 8 to 14 is kind of that spot I think we'll end up at 10, personally. We're at 12 now. So who's going to be there, and what are some of the position alternatives? Okay, We're going to talk a lot about the draft, but I just wanted to give you a snapshot at some of the positions that I think are the most important. I think there's four. Quarterback, cornerback, edge rusher, and offensive line help. Okay, So let's quickly go through these, and we'll spend a lot more time on them, but the quarterback position. The top three quarterbacks are going to be gone early. One of the top four are going to fall. Now, who are those top three? You have Trevor Lawrence. Um, This is my particular order personally currently at this time. Trevor Lawrence by himself. Zach Wilson, number two. I've got Trey Lance, number three, and then Justin Fields. I'm not the biggest Fields guy. I don't like that system. Uh, I know that he has all the tools. Not... Negative on Justin Fields. I'm just, I don't think he's the quarterback, too. Having said that, he's going to go pretty early. So I think the top three quarterbacks will go early, and Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, and Fields, those guys are going to be gone. Now, what teams won't take a quarterback? Because I think this is important. There's only four teams in the top 12 that have no quarterback need Cincinnati, who's picking number three, and they got Burrow. Miami, they've got Tua. He's played great. Uh, Philadelphia, Jalen thing that seems to be catching on pretty quick. And number nine, the Los Angeles Chargers. Herbert's Offensive Rookie of the Year, no doubt about that. He's incredible. But what about pick number eight, the Dallas Cowboys? Obviously, Dak Prescott, they have the exclusive rights to him. They should be able to sign him to a long-term deal. Dak wants to stay there. He's going to be fully recovered, not too worried about that injury. But I, the only reason why I brought up Dallas is this. If they sign Dak, obviously they're out of the quarterback market. If they don't sign Dak, he becomes priority one for me. Now, I understand uh, people hate the Cowboys, screw Dak, all that stuff. I get it. I hate the Cowboys more than anybody. Trust me. We could have a competition. I'm going to win. But Dak is for real. If you could get Dak in the 49ers, the problem is he's going to cost about $36 million a year, uh, which we already went over our cap. That's going to take it all. <laughs> but anyway, I do think that the Cowboys signed Dak, which makes five teams out of the top 12 that have no quarterback need. Now, again, I think Zach Wilson goes top four. I just I can't see him. Even if he doesn't go as quarterback two, I think he goes quarterback three. That guy's balling out. He's red hot. 30 touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh, insane. I think Fields could fall a little bit. Maybe to number six, uh, you know, outside of the top six, that's it. Because, again, once you get that six, seven, eight, nine of Miami, Philly, Dallas, and the Chargers, again, order's going to change a little bit. But once you get that kind of shakeup right there, all those teams have quarterbacks. That's where a team will trade up into. So if you're wanting to trade up into a spot, you're not trading to number two for Zach Wilson. Okay? Don't. No. I don't care. If you think Zach Wilson is amazing, you don't do that. Listen to what it cost the Eagles. This is the Carson Wentz trade. They moved from number eight to number two. Not number 12. Eight to number two. This is what they gave up. Two first rounders. Not one. Two first rounders. A second rounder. A third rounder. And a fourth rounder. Just to get from eight to two. That's up six spots. You want to know what it's going to cost to go from 12 to two? You're talking at least another second rounder, two firsts and two seconds. No, 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 no. You can't do that. Just off the top of my head, I'm going to mess this up. I already know it. Your two first, last first rounders, Javon Kinlaw, Nick Bosa, or okay, cool. Javon Kinlaw, Brandon Ayuk. Last second rounder we took, Debo Samuel. Last third rounder we took. Oh, we used that for Trent Williams. You're going to trade all of that for a quarterback. Now, if you are convinced that Zach Wilson is Patrick Mahomes, sure, go ahead. But even Patrick Mahomes sat for a full year. The 49ers championship window is now in OW. I don't know if you could tell this, but this is part of my teacher's strategy. Whenever I get a short word, I'm dyslexic, by the way. Whenever I get a short word and I want to emphasize it, I spell it out. And usually I spell it out wrong on purpose because that makes people listen. They're like, that's not how you spell done. I know that's not how you spell done. But now you're thinking about it even more. Like, mind games. Now, so there's the quarterback thing. And a lot of people think that I'm in love with Trey Lance and all those things. I'm not. The reason why I do so much Trey Lance work is because I think he's the only available option for the 49ers. Zach Wilson's a pipe dream. Again, unless you're willing to give up two first-rounders, a second-rounder-plus, I don't think you can get to Zach Wilson. You might as well be talking about Trevor Lawrence. Never going to happen. Justin Fields, I don't want. I would prefer to stay with Jimmy Garoppolo personally. Um, Now, I could be wrong on my evaluation on him, and it's still ongoing. Like, I'm not done evaluating quarterbacks, but that's where I stand. Trey Lance is a guy that I think will be going around pick twelve. So the 49ers wouldn't have to mortgage everything to get him. I love his upside. He throws the ball deep. He's mobile. He doesn't turn the ball over. And he's part of a very complex offense already. Now, what are the negatives? He didn't play this year. He played one game because the Missouri Valley Conference canceled their entire season and postponed it to the spring. And two, his level of competition is not good. It's not. He's a Division Two kid. Does that mean it won't translate? I don't think so. Look at Jimmy Garoppolo. Look at, you know, you go on and on and on. Tony Romo, whatever. We've seen it before, but it does raise more questions. Um, So that's the quarterback position. Cornerback, defensively. There's three amazing cornerbacks in our range. First of which, and again, I'm using the Draft Network, uh, their composite rankings for prospects, draftnetwork.com. There's lots of different ones. Patrick Sertan, the second, he's the number one corner consensus so far. He's ranked number seven on their big board, probably going to be gone. Caleb Fairley from Virginia Tech, he's number eight, probably going to be gone. J.C. Horn, ooh, from South Carolina, this is huge, number 16 on their big board. He's perfect fit. One, the 49ers love South Carolina players, a la Debo Samuel, a la uh, Javon Kinlaw. And the reason why they love him isn't because they're Gamecock fans. It's because of the coaching staff. Will Muschamp, who is gone now, but worked with J.C. Horn for several years. He has been 100% truthful to our coaching staff about what his players can do and won't do. Nick Saban in Alabama, exact opposite. That's why I'm always wary of Alabama players really, really high with this coaching staff. And they don't trust Nick Saban. He lied to them to their face about uh, Reuben Foster. And so that relationship is soured. John Lynch is going to go with people he can trust because he doesn't like to gamble in the first round. So, J.C. Horn, very, very likely candidate if they stay corner. I'm not saying they'll do that, but I'm saying it's a huge position to need. He could start day one opposite of Jason Verrett, bring back Mosley as your backup outside guy. I love it. Now, edge rusher. This defense was at its best when D. Ford was healthy. D Ford will never be healthy again to play in the football. Um, And edge position always gets pushed up. Always. Kind of like quarterbacks. There are three guys. There's not a lot. It's not a deep edge class. There are three guys that are in that range in the first round currently. Gregory Rizzo of Miami, who I love. He's the number six player on our board. Will he be there at 12? No. Somebody's taking an edge. Every team in the NFL needs edge help. And it's a premium position. He'll be gone. Quiddy pay. Out of Michigan, coached by Harbaugh, number 12. He's probably going to be gone as well. Joseph Osai, out of Texas. Now, he's a little bit more of a hybrid 3-4 guy, but he is quick. He could play that edge role, and he could play with his hand in his ground just fine. Uh, We've seen that a lot at Texas. I'm a longhorn, all disclaimers aside. He is around number 20. So, again, if you're looking for that edge speed guy, Joseph Osai, he fits it to a T, Um, for what the 49ers would want to use. That's a possibility. Offensive line. Let me say this, and I I should record it and just have a clip so I can play it every time. The offensive tackles for the 49ers moving forward are going to be Trent Williams. He wants to sign a deal there. The 49ers want to sign him there. Trent Williams will be the left tackle for the foreseeable future. That is a great thing. The right tackle, it's going to stay Mike McGlinchey. There's no doubt about that. Kyle Shedahan has... (laughs) Already said repeatedly, he's not going anywhere. Now, does has he had a good season? No. But what does Kyle Shanahan want? Run game blocking. He's one of the best at it in space. That zone running game that Kyle Shanahan is famous for is possible because of Mike McGlinchey. Is Mike McGlinchey good in pass pro? No, he is not. He has three to four plays. It used to be two to three. Now it's three to 4 mess miss-ups every single game. But I guarantee you Kyle Shedahan is thinking they're picking up his fifth year option. I'd bet everything on it. He's not going anywhere. So you're not drafting an offensive tackle in the first round. Well, we could bump him down to guard. No, he's susceptible to the bull rush. He'd be even more susceptible to the bull rush at offensive guard. No, it's not happening. Interior offensive line is a major weakness. Now picking 15 or in the top 15, it's way too high. So this would be a trade down or a trade up scenario. But there are three amazing interior guys, and my number one draft crush so far this draft class is Creed Humphrey, the center slash guard from Oklahoma. I just told you I was a freaking Longhorn. If I love somebody and my draft crush is from O freaking you, one, I need to go take a shower. Two, it might tell you something about this guy because I hate his face, but his tape is that good. Creed Humphrey. Now, he is ranked on the big board number twenty nine. Obviously, you're not going to take that guy number 12 overall, but he would be perfect fit for Kyle Shanahan in a trade back or a trade up scenario. We'll get into those later on this offseason. Two other guys, Wyatt Davis of Ohio State. He is the number 23 ranked player. He he plays guard for Ohio State. He would be perfect. You want to talk about blocking in space, um, all those things. Could he play center? That's a question mark. And Elijah Vera Tucker from USC, Southern California, number 27. So those are kind of four different positions that you could target in the first round. Um, keep in mind, John Lynch, his first pick in every single draft since he's been with the 49ers, has been used on an offensive or defensive lineman. No skill positions addressed. Now you could say, well, what about Brandon Ayuk? That was the second pick. Remember, they went Kenlaw first, then Brandon Ayuk. Now, hopefully you've enjoyed this Christmas edition uh, bright and early, uh, depending on when you're listening. I hope that you have an amazing time with your family, and I just wanted to say, just quickly, Christmas is awesome and a lot of people's favorite day of the year. It's not like that for everybody. I grew up in a home where the holidays were the worst thing in the world. I literally grew up, Christmas was my least favorite day of the year, uh, dead last always. But... Uh, substance abuse, physical abuse, all those different things, not a steady, healthy family situation, always cause problems for my brothers and sisters. Now, I hate to say this, and I I don't want to leave on a negative note, but let me say this. Way too many of my family members have chosen to end their lives close to the holidays. It's hard. Whenever people are lonely and perhaps bad memories, it compounds. So reach out to those people that piss you off Reach out, text them. You don't have to call them. Just shoot them a text message. Trust me, it makes a difference. And if you are struggling with suicidal thoughts, there's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It is important. They are there for you. They can help you. Their phone number is 800-273-8255. Again, 800-273-8255. There are people out there that care about you no matter what you think the situation, no matter how bad you think it is, people care. So please reach out to your loved ones. Enjoy your Christmas, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, all those things. And man, we got 49ers football on Saturday, baby. And we will be live right afterwards to break down the game. Enjoy your family. Enjoy the holidays. Merry Christmas and Merry Christmas to all. Stay strong, faithful.
3: You know how to book flights and hotels.